Welcome to another edition of the Train with the Best podcast. I'm Craig Hoffman with Chris Gores, and sitting with us, if you've been following along on Instagram, you already know, Twitter, you already know, U.S. Women's National and Orlando Pride soccer player, Allie Krieger. Allie, good morning. How are you? Hi, great. Thank you guys for having me. Um, So... We're going to get to a lot of stuff, including some Q&A, which is going to be mm-hmm. uh, fun. We, we solicited questions on, on social media, which always leads to the best <laughs> questions. Um, so, oh, I can't wait yeah. for these. Um, <laughs> we'll get to those in a few. But we always like to kind of get the athletic background and, and the background in general of the people that we talk to. And by the way, Chris, I was thinking last night, we haven't had an athlete interview in a long time on this podcast. Who was the last one? Maybe it was Crystal. Crystal might have been the last oh, one. Fine. She might have been, actually, this summer. Have we done any? I don't any know if any I can top that yeah. one. Crystals was one yeah, for, yeah, for entertainment. Entertainment value was high. <laughs> yeah, um, she, but, so she actually took over the podcast. Yeah, and just yeah she did. She started She's asking like, Lorenzo um, stuff. I'm gonna ask you some questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when you think of kind of your foray into athletics as a kid, like what what mm-hmm. was uh, little Allie Krieger like as she started playing sports and specifically soccer? Oh gosh, I was five foot nothing and just chasing my brother around the soccer facility. Wanted to hang out with him all the time. So that's kind of how I I feel like I got introduced to soccer and he loved it and I just wanted to you know hang out with him all the time and and so we started playing indoor and then my father was also a coach um and still is in the area so um he definitely introduced us both to the game and my mom was you know i come from a very athletic background my both my parents played sports in college and so um yeah and most of their life so i feel like that was most of my intro into sport so was it all soccer all the time No, I also did like gymnastics and tumbling and then, you know, basketball and and volleyball as well. So I dabbled in a few other sports, which I think was really good for me as a kid because I learned like different skills, Um, you know, for example, like footwork skills that maybe are hand-eye coordination that maybe I wouldn't have learned just playing soccer. So I think that was very beneficial for me. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you could definitely tell you're one of the athletes that is good at everything and you could see that you had oh, that volleyball stop. background yeah <laughs> oh yeah. just we went yes. out we went out and we did the, the the softball game a few years ago oh, yeah. i was so nervous that ball got hit to you in the outfield and, and you caught it it was natural i was yeah. like Whew. nice all right i don't have to worry i was so worried i was like we won't talk about that throw we won't talk about that no we don't have to talk about the throw but you caught it the catch was on fleet step one complete the most important step um at what point did you know or did you realize or were you told and actually believed it that like oh wow I could actually be pretty good at the soccer thing I think that you know uh in middle school and high school where you know I was making the the varsity teams and um you know as a freshman I think that was you know giving me an idea that okay that I'm actually good at this and I should stick to it and I also have fun and I love it so why not um it's a good fit for me and and then I think you know when I got um the Virginia Player of the Year in 2003, uh, Virginia Gatorade Player of the Year, I think that was eye-opening for me. And like, okay, and then scholarship you know, offers started coming in from schools around the country. And, and that's kind of when it started to kind of settle in. Because I just loved to play and at the high level and, and hang out with my friends who were on my team. And I still have you know, best friends to this day that were on my first ever soccer team. So I think that's why I really enjoyed it. And then I was like, okay, maybe this could be a thing. Um, senior year, you know, yeah. going into college yeah. and starting looking for schools and stuff. Um, and then how did that affect your training? Because at some point you go, okay, this is serious. I'm going to have to train seriously. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, it really affected my mindset and mentality. I think at that level, you start to become more of a professional, um, you know, in college and then 
uh, obviously deciding on if you want to continue to play or if you can continue to play. So I think that when I was a freshman, um, I got like Big Ten Freshman of the Year and, and um, you know, starting almost every game. And so I think that that was, you know, uh, obviously preseason was a, a bit of a, a jump for me because the game was so fast either I had to like sink or swim so I decided all right I'm gonna put in all this work and I really want to do this so um, yeah I'm ready and, and that's when it kind of started to progress my mentality got more serious yeah I mean you've always had that that work ethic that is I almost have to like hold you back I almost have to be like <laughs> uh, Ali we we don't need that much today uh, so where does where does that come from has it always been like that has it been just competing with Kyle like where does that come from? I think it, it did start when I was, you know, younger and competing with my brother all the time. So I'm like, oh, if a guy can do this, like a girl can too. Like, you know, bring it on, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, but I always think I had that competitive mentality and determination and ambition to want to be the best at whatever I did um, and, and do. So I think that, you know, I just want to be successful and um, play at the highest level. And I know that I'm really good at something. So I think I need to just focus in on that and hone in on that and, you know, see what comes of it. But I think I've always been so competitive and everything. Yeah. Even like a ping pong match. I'm like, uh, no. no, I'm winning. I remember like we're playing again. Yeah. I remember we were watching. Chris, I think give me your best alley competitive story. Okay. Uh, I was actually watching ESPN one day, and it was you and Pino and, and somebody. Abby, after, Abby. It was Abby on the. Yeah. Okay, so this was after the World Cup, and they had like a little like obstacle course. Right on Sports Center. Yeah, it was on Sports yeah. Center. I remember this. Like I remember and so, this. And so I, I texted. Like... I texted all of our friends. I was like, "Watch how competitive Ali's going to get. <laughs> this is going to be so funny because there's no way that they're going to keep scoring. Ali's not going to no. try. Right. And sure enough, I was like, like, this is yeah, a fun and game. I'm with you. <laughs> like, I'm with you. If there's, if yeah. you're keeping score, I'm going to try to yeah. win. This was a Sports Center puff piece, and Ali was yeah. like, getting it. <laughs> Getting it, like Pino goes I was, like, through. Dripping, yeah, yeah like, she was like Pino goes through. She's like jogging, like smiling, like, having fun. Like you have like the serious face on. Like go, like even go the time. Sports, even yeah. the host was like, oh whoa, whoa, yeah. like, whoa, she's whoa, actually, whoa, whoa, she's actually <laughs> getting it. I'm like, yeah, what did you expect? <laughs> if you yeah. keep score, like Ali's gonna be, Ali's gonna go. Yeah, 100%. I'd say that's a yeah. that's a consistent theme of the top people we talk to. Yeah. Uh, so I that's did the most. wholly unsurprising. On the training side, yes. you know, you, so you start taking it seriously. You're in college. You, you know, you're doing uh, everything you're doing at Penn State. Mm -hmm. At what point, though, do you kind of even more finely tune or maybe have a realization like I need some help with the training side? Because obviously, eventually, you wind up working with him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so whether it's he was the first person you worked with um, and we'll get if it's not, we'll get to yeah. why you chose Chris in a second. Mm -hmm. But like. At what point did you go like, all right, just, you know, doing sprints on a field or whatever it is, yeah. isn't enough. I need, I need help. I need guidance. I need a professional. I think that, you know, when I was after school, we didn't have a league to, to join. So right, I, right, right. you know, made the decision to go overseas. So I didn't really have that option. I was just a 23 year old young professional um, in my first year uh, and, uh, you know, with Frankfurt. And I think that I just, you know, was doing anything and everything I could just to stay on the team and be in that atmosphere and, and play professionally for as long as I could. So I don't think mentally I was thinking that. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to do whatever the team's doing. It's working. So, like, this is me. And I was young, so it's a little bit different. Now I think, like, you know, um, we had really good trainers there. And so I, I never really thought, okay, I was a step behind or I need to do extra or this and that. So I, I think I was, you know, fine for a certain amount of time. And then when I decided to come back, I wanted to make sure I kept um, – you know, because here we don't play year round. You know, we're only playing right, six, right. seven months. And so I think that the other months, you know, in the off season are very important to keep, 
you know, growing and keep getting better and continuing to, you know, keep fit and healthy. And I mean, we all live a healthy lifestyle anyway, so that wasn't really um, a huge deal, but I, I wanted to make sure that I didn't lose a step. And, you know, this is even when I was 27, you know, 26, 27. It, it's not, you know, just recently that I decided to do this. So it's been in the off season, I think I, I needed to then spend more time and make sure that, okay, I'm not going to be losing or going a step behind and preparing myself each and every day to just keep at the top of my game and get better. Um, and, and that's when I decided to get more serious about it uh, is when I came back here in 2012. And so obviously you're local here in the mm-hmm. DMV area. So is he, is that, right. is that kind of how that partnership starts? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We first met when we were at the Washington Spirit um, and NWSL in the season 2013 season of the inaugural season. Uh, and so I, you know, we had an instant connection. I think that, you know, um, we worked with him with the team and then I was like, you know, I really, um, like how he, um, I guess is, is, I like how Chris is like more specific to your body type and your position. And, um, it's kind of like he's molding you into, uh, the type of player that he envisions are your goals and wants and needs that are are you need on the field at that specific it's not like okay everyone come in and we're all going to do the same thing like he really modifies it for you and i think that that is something that really attracted me from the very beginning um that i was like wow i've never really had this knowledge before from us you know and um from a specific trainer and i think that he also is like okay well you know, pays attention to the specific details, which I had never had that before either. And I think that that is something that I really respected and and really enjoyed because I knew that, okay, he's looking at me and what I'm doing and everyone like specifically rather than everyone as a whole and just like, hey, you know, all of you come over here and like line up and do this. And all of us are doing that. It's like, actually, no, you might need this, but she doesn't. You don't necessarily always need power, but you need speed and and this and that. And so I think that that is something that was really helpful for me. And I was like, wow, this really opened my eyes. And um, I'm going to, like, work with him individually and see, like, yeah. you know, how good or how much better I can get every day. So, so one thing, Chris, I remember from talking to Allie uh, for the interview that we did, uh, whatever, a year ago, yeah. two years ago, mm-hmm. um, was we started talking about some of the training stuff. And it kind of now registers in that quote that David right. Alexander said about DJ Swearinger, where he right. could out-train 90% of our industry. Yeah. And in talking to Allie, like, she seems like one of those people that yep. now, with the knowledge she's gained um, as an athlete working with you, mm-hmm. that she could be a trainer and be a really good one. Yeah. So like wh- how quickly did you realize that that's how her mind worked and, and, and how special she was as an athlete mentally? Well, I think it took, it took more than just like a few sessions. Like it wasn't like I, I jumped yeah. in there on day one, like, Hey, this is how we're going to do yeah, things. No. Everybody do things my way. Like it took a lot of me listening and just watching and observing and, you know, asking how you were doing not have had nothing to do with training, you know? And then, you know, just ask is just adding small little tips here and there and then and then letting them be the ones to ask for more. Mm-hmm. And then and then by by the types of questions that you were asking, then I knew what type of information you were looking for and I knew how to give it to you. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just me like dumping as much of my knowledge as I could on you. It was <clears throat> listening to what was going to be the thing that you wanted the most out mm-hmm. of me. Was it gonna be knowledge? Was it gonna be energy? Mm-hmm. Sometimes there was mm-hmm. there was days when you needed energy yeah. from me. Um but, but a lot of times, like, Yael is different. Ashlyn is different. Right. Like, they ask me different types of questions. Right. So I know that there there's certain types of information that you're looking for. So with her, 
Yeah, I mean, she's asking, she, she's asking for the small details. She's asking for how does this translate onto the field. So a lot of the things that, that we do, even when I break it down to the elementary level and I say, hey, we're doing this, and then, and then I build it into something that looks like a movement that you do onto the field, mm -hmm. right? So, um, and then you were just you coming off of that knee injury, and so that mm -hmm. was important too. So it was, mm -hmm. it was important for you to understand that you were going to be safe in these workouts, that I wasn't just going to throw you into something right. that was going to be detrimental to to your training and to your right. career so you know there was there was a lot of listening and not a whole lot less talking from me yeah and I think what helps too with Chris is that he comes from an athletic background and he's played sports and and I think like that really helps you know resonate with uh, you know professional athletes now because you're like okay well you understand because you've been there and like you know the movements and I think that he watches a lot of soccer and you know sports and because of the athletes that he works with, he's like, all right, you know, I watch her games because now I see the movements that she's doing and then he'll, you know, gain knowledge from that and then apply, you know, techniques and, and um, drills and, you know, specific, like, details that, I'm, that I need to fix or adjust or, you know, and, and, and exercises that I need to do specifically for those movements. And I think that's something that not a lot of, you know, I, I don't want to assume, but I, you know, haven't worked with any other trainer that has done that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was interesting also, so I was at your guys' workout yesterday, and you're explaining how the drill does transition to the field right. explicitly. Is that something you kind of wanted, or is that something you just kind of do out of habit or for whatever reason it is? No, it's definitely something that, that she wanted, and, and it, was, it was something that was like, for, for her especially, and, and any of the, especially with the national team girls, because they're going from club season to national team camps to this and that, like, you guys are so limited in the energy that you have left over, mm -hmm. right? So, like, you have to budget things into saying, all right, like, I, I've already, I've got camp, I've got workouts, I've got pickup, I've got this and that. So, if I'm going to give you energy, precious energy that I don't have much of, how is this going to work for me? And so, like, being able to translate that to the game right away, that's so important. And then, and then you can come back in and say, all right, this isn't quite necessarily what we want this to look like. Let's break this down even more and then, and then come back to it. So you have to make it useful because if it's not useful, then, like I said, they're, they're so stretched thin already on, on what their schedules are like that they don't have time to waste on something that's not going to translate to the field. Yeah, for sure. All right, so let's do this. Let's go to the Q&A. Yeah, let's get a couple and of then, these questions. And I then know if there's, there's some questions that I have or Chris, you have that Oh, I know I've answered. got a couple of questions too, but, but – uh, let's, let's get to the Q&A because that way we can uh, – maybe some of the, there's some crossover there. And there's a lot of – there's a lot some of – Some happy fan gets to ask the questions. I have a quick question because a lot, of, a lot of the sentiment that you see online, even just looking through some of these questions, which aren't really questions – more of just, I love I you. I see a lot of hearts emojis. <laughs> yeah. I love there's you guys too. Heart, there's a lot of heart <laughs> eyes and stuff like that. What is, the, what is the thing that you think connects with fans? Because you and I have a great relationship mm -hmm. and it's grown so much over mm -hmm. the last few years and, and yeah. we've become really good friends. So mm -hmm. I know what it means to me to be your friend. But there are people who have never met you, yeah. who watch you play, who mm -hmm. know your story, and they connect mm -hmm. with you right away. Like, What do you think is the thing that like connects with fans? It's probably because I'm like really fun and awesome <laughs> and like really pretty. That's so. gonna make you know the Canva, the graphics that I do. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. gonna make for amazing graphics. Yeah, I'm, I'm like really fun yeah, and awesome. I'm like, oh <laughs> my gosh, it's kind of cool because 
I try to, you know, I'm I'm somewhat of a private person, and I was yeah. talking about this yesterday. It's like super difficult to be so vulnerable right. um, with people who you don't even know, <laughs> um, and they're not in like your little small group, right. and you, they don't live in your bubble, and so it's very difficult. Like I try to give a lot because I know that I want to have a connection with the fans because I love you guys, and and I'm so grateful for the support, um, but also it, I find it difficult because I I like to just keep you know, some for myself. Um, and it's very difficult to find the good balance of that. So I feel like I, I, I try to show who I am, um, you know, on social media and things like that, but not give everything because, um, I don't want to lose myself in that process. And, um, but as an athlete, I try and give every single thing I can because, you know, that's what I know the fans are passionate about as well. But I feel like it's super important to kind of have somewhat of a connection because you, you want, them to keep coming back and keep supporting and i think it's very important to give a little uh more than just you know a wave here and there or uh you know thanks for coming out it's like if you really have the connection you're looking in someone's eyes and you're like thank you so much i really appreciate you know what you're giving i think that that is also important and then they just want to keep coming back and um you build this type of certain fan player relationship, which I, you know, obviously keeping at a arm's length, but I think that, you know, you have to find a good balance with that. Um, just to have them keep supporting and, and, you know, because they're just as passionate as you are about a sport. And I think that that is something that we both as a player and fan, we share together, which is, I think really cool. And I think it's interesting too, with the national team, there's like this sense that like, there's an ownership almost from the fans like oh mm-hmm. you're our country's representatives right and so like they want to invest in you as people but right. i also totally understand and i think i would approach it the same way if anybody cared at all about yeah. me <laughs> of like drawing this we line do. of personal professional um in terms of okay anything involved in the sport i'm going to yeah. share anything yeah. personal um but there's also you know in 2017 there's a million different social issues mm-hmm. and some of those cross over into sport you know Absolutely. equal pay things like Absolutely. that you guys uh, as a national team have been very outspoken um and i hate that word outspoken yeah you have spoken up um right. for yourselves um right. on so where do you where do you approach and do you like do you feel like that line is moving of the things that you need to share so that you that people understand like the passion that you have for a certain issue yes is personal absolutely i think we can all kind of connect with a certain say organization or certain and, um, uh, you know, uh, cause cause that we uh, are, you know, super passionate about outside of soccer. I think that also really helps because, um, you know, that brings even more people into, um, you know, sports as well. But I think in women's sports, like we want equality across all industries. And I think that that's something that as a group of us as in the team that we wanted to speak about because we think that is super important. It's not just about our team and individually. It's about women's football across the world. It's about women, you know, going to the office from nine to five every single day, doing whatever you're doing. It's, it's, it's for everyone. But also I think that it's really important that people understand we do have a platform and we are public figures and we need to use that platform. Yeah. It, you don't have to think it's a responsibility, but to an extent, like we, you know, have this great platform that we can use that people will listen and we need to continue to fight every single day for what is equal and for what we deserve um, as people in this country and people in the world. And I think that is why we have really come together and in the past year, um, not only as a team, but just as individuals and, and speaking up about causes that we really, really love 
uh, and, are, and are passionate about. That, you know, if everyone does their little part, Kay Rollins, who, you know, is the president of, um, uh, of Orlando City Soccer, uh, we had a meeting recently with, um, a, you know, organization that I want to work closely with in the community in Orlando, and she said something that really resonated with me. It said, if you if you focus on you know something small that you're able to control and that you know you work really hard to help um, that that little bubble um, and that you know whatever organization you want to help out if you do your small part then everyone does their little small part that eventually it's all going right. to get better right. in the world and I think that right. that is something that's really important so if everyone can kind of do their little part then you know we'll come together as right. a group and and help everyone yeah. As the saying goes, a simple act of kindness can create an endless ripple, right? And I yeah. think that I think that you you live that like mm-hmm. you do so much for for yeah. other people, and you know it's <coughs> it's evident. And even you just sitting down to do this podcast, yeah, yeah. But in uh, football, we also say that something similar to that. We say like if you take care of the little things, the bigger things will take care of themselves. Right. right. So if you individually do your job on the field, the bigger the bigger thing will take care of itself, which is right. the team, right. and we're going to be successful. So right. I love that. I love how like the 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 lessons of life. Or there's so many lessons in life that you can learn just from playing soccer or mm-hmm. any other sport, mm-hmm. yeah. things like that, taking care of the small things, being able to communicate well. Mm-hmm. All of those things are not just sport lessons, but those are yeah. those are How to work lessons. within an organization to be part of something bigger than yourself. There's, yeah. there's a ton of lessons Absolutely. that are great. Next question. All right, so this people. question is from PEQT. Hey, girl. What's up, PEQT? What is the one thing you would tell high school players that you wish you had known back then? Um, I think I would tell high school players now, since the game is changing, that focus more on the technical side of the game rather than just being, um, I think, fast and athletic. Yeah, that's helped me throughout the years, right, but right. I think now the game is changing to be more technical. So when you're out at training, like touch, you know, get touches on the ball as much as you can. Um, but also outside of the soccer field, I think just what I always say is just control yourself. Um, don't focus on the uncontrollable because that is just, you know, you're just going to worry, worry and drive yourself crazy. So control yourself, which is your attitude and your work ethic towards your your training and and your life and um, surround yourself with good people who are going to put you in in a successful situation. The Dream the Best podcast is brought to you by Super Coffee. And Chris, there's exciting things coming in 2018 from Super Coffee. And we actually have a couple bottles sitting right here. That's right. It's a brand new sugar-free and the creamy black. It's My so favorite. good. So good. 10 grams of protein, 80 calories, no sugar. You get your caffeine. You get uh, your healthy coconut oils. You get everything you need to get it going in the morning. Yeah, here's what stays the same. Same protein, 10 grams. Same MCTs, which helps stimulate brain function, helps kickstart your metabolism. All those same healthy benefits that make Super Coffee a superior option if you're going to drink coffee, which, like, you're an American, you are. Uh, But what's different is no sugar, no artificial sweeteners, no nothing. It is somehow even now better for you than it was before. So you're going to drink your coffee. You might as well make it good for you. So check out Super Coffee from Cineva. And if you go to drinksupercoffee.com and use the code TRAIN with the best, you can get it for 25% off. Now, why, why would you not do that? I don't know. Um, maybe you haven't had any super coffee yet, which means your brain isn't working. So you should drink some and then go to drinksupercoffee.com and get the new sugar-free super coffee from Cineva. So one of the things, you know, in training that um, I know that he has everybody work on is decision-making too. We're talking mm-hmm. about like the, the physical side, the technical side. Mm-hmm. Um, how has that decision-making based training affected your play? 
Um, it's affected very positively. I think that, you know, being so specific and, and I guess what I need for my position and, and the endurance aspect and maybe not so much power um, as speed and, and maybe plyos training and things like that. I think that I take a lot of those little details from that specific technical training and certain um, movements that I do and, and uh, for example, you know, like having my chest out or my shoulders down, like, you know, when we were training the other day. And yeah. it's just like those small details and fixes that I need um, in order to make sure that I'm still a step ahead, uh, if not, you know, even with the opponent. So I think that those are really, really important that I feel like has really helped me progress. Into yeah, I mean, we do so much, even like with the fit lights where, where I'm moving you around and you mm-hmm. have to make decisions like she does this right. stuff pretty easily because she's she's a really good soccer player but just being able to see the ball in your man like who mm-hmm. are you marking and mm-hmm. where's the ball and where are you on the field like those are things that come naturally to you and you do pretty yeah. well so i mean that's that's stuff that we work on quite a bit but even yesterday you know you talk about the your finisher you have it's a binary decision i'm holding this microphone now people yeah. are hearing it fall throughout the podcast hopefully that i'll hear my fingers like moving on it but um you know a binary decision stop versus go Right. You know, you add that decision making to the finisher and, and the ability yep. to stop instantly, you know, reaccelerate those kinds of things. Yeah. Um, it's different than a lot of people I think would, would do. It's just like, oh, do a farmer's carry. Okay, now we're gonna play Simon says with a farmer's carry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um yep. all right, what else we got on the on the all questions? All right, so this one got asked a lot actually. What is your favorite and least favorite exercise that I make you do? Um I don't think you really make me do an exercise that I hate. Maybe the ropes. Yeah. Those are like a drag. Yeah, um, especially the jumping jacks on the rope. Those are uh, those suck. Those, those were are. yeah, that was hard. But like yeah. I, you know, I, I'm so competitive that I'm like bring it on. Like yeah. I'll do this like three more times. But um, I think yeah, probably the ropes. Um, but it does get my heart rate up, and I think it's it's a really good exercise for me because I'd rather do that than sit on the bike for you know however long. But um, that and then my favorite. I think our training with the, um, you know, the bands where mm-hmm. I'm having to like run forward or, yep. or backwards and having to yep. turn each way. I think that's yep. something that I has really helped me in, in my game. And I see that progression. I see how much better I am at, at turning and, um, being able to run backwards and turn left or right. I know I still need to work on a few details in that, but, um, that's probably one of my favorite drills that we do. Cool. All right, let's get to some fun questions, and then we'll wrap it up with a really good one. All right, are you going to get any more tattoos? Probably, yeah. <laughs> I still I still want to get a tattoo for my brother and um, maybe, you know, my mom or dad. Um, my brother has done that in the past and, and is doing that, so I think that's kind of cool, and um, I'm inspired by that. So, what, yeah. do you, what, what do you have right now? Um, I have a quote on the side of my rib cage on the left side um and then uh it's in german and then i have you know liebe on my arm that was in german and, and then that I means love okay and i don't speak german if that wasn't okay. obvious by the Nobody question german. Yeah. <laughs> um and then i have a tattoo that you know was from when i was 18 um <laughs> it was fun at the time we're just gonna leave there all right all right uh let me see here there was another question here that was really good i want to give this person credit k beckworth without going on too long ali because i know you 
What is your <laughs> no, favorite okay. mascara and favorite oh, nail polish? Oh dear, we're gonna be here all night. Yeah. <laughs> um, my favorite nail polish is probably OP or Essie, which they need to be, you know, giving me a little. A little, love. A little money for saying that. Yeah. Um, no. Um, yeah. No, but yes. I'm being serious. Um, and then my favorite mascara, I like three different kinds, and then I just kind of mix them up. Um, sometimes, you know, I find a new one. And I'm like, oh, I'll try this out. But right. it's it's <laughs> it's from Too Faced. It's called Better Than Sex. And it's waterproof. Nice. And then another one is the Neutrogena, just like brown, black mascara. Why are you looking at me like I have any idea what you're talking about? (laughs) That has like a lot of volume. And then I have one um, from Maybelline. That's like the, I I don't, I forget what it's called, but it's like the pink bottle and it's really good. Um, And sometimes I use all three, sometimes I only use two, sometimes I use one. And then, you know, some days I just go... Yeah, I don't know. Nice. All right, no next next care. fun next fun question, and then and then we'll wrap it up with uh, a really serious one. What uh, what is the Netflix TV show that you're binging on right now? Um, I'm currently watching. Well, I just watched um, Godless, and I watched Ozark, and what else was the recent one that I watched? Yeah, I finished that in like a day. Which one was that? Stranger Things. Stranger Things. Stranger Things too. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that that's probably by, it. by the a way, lot for, of like crime shows too. Yeah. I love like yeah. those crime shows. For the there. podcast audience, uh, Onyx Cohen or Gucci on that's, right. that's always known as. Yeah. He's never done anything else, but Cohen Onyx with Chris Corey <laughs> yeah. uh, is, is hanging out <laughs> yeah. with us too. So he, he was the one in the background going Stranger Things. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you said you had one more serious one. Yeah. yeah. So, so this one, and, and and I know that we wanted to talk about the the Ali Krieger Sports Complex. So I think this mm-hmm. kind of ties into this last question, which is, mm-hmm. what do you want your legacy to be? Oh. Uh, <laughs> whoa. Um, I want my legacy to be that, you know, I am changing the game, hopefully for the better, but also leaving it um, better than where I found it. And I think that if that is just giving back a little bit of the knowledge that I've learned along the way, um, also just um, maybe helping players help themselves in the sense that, you know, showing how passionate and determined and competitive that I am towards, you know, a sport that I love that, um, you know, I can hopefully rub that off on them and inspire them to want to continue to get better at the game and continue to, um, you know, be as passionate as I am, if not more. And I think that that is something that just leave the game better than where I found it um, or where I left it. And I want to continue to help um, stay within the game, help women's football around the world um, grow, and especially in our country because we need it. And I think that just to try and get, you know, fans uh, to to love watching women's soccer. Um, And talk about the sports complex because that's a part of that, right? Yeah, absolutely. I'm so honored and grateful that, you know, Prince William County, where I grew up and helped mold me into the person I am today at a young age. I think that, you know, they're... I'm just so uh, inspired by this complex because um, it's, you know, a huge complex with, I think, nine to to ten fields, um, also baseball, softball, soccer, but um, they named the complex after me, and uh, that was after the World Cup in 2015. 
And then the ribbon cutting ceremony is supposed to be spring 2018. Nice. So coming up soon. You went and visited um, yesterday, right? Yeah, I went to go visit it and just check in on the fields. And they had two turf fields set up, um, a baseball, softball field. And then they have a Bermuda grass field set up, mm-hmm. which is going to be, I think, the main stadium. Nice. Um, That's and awesome. I think that was really important because, you know, obviously, t- you know, I love playing on grass, so that was really important right. to hopefully have a grass field that was put in. And That's it's, cool. it looks awesome. Yeah. So, you, so are you looking forward to getting to train Ali Krieger at the Ali Krieger, at the Krieger, Krieger, Krieger yeah. complex? That, yeah. That actually would be yeah. pretty cool. I think that yeah. should happen. Yeah. But that's just me. Yeah. What do I know? <laughs> no. And, and then you're starting to do some more camps and clinics and stuff yeah, too, right? Yeah, hopefully. I know that's, about there's that. going to be a big announcement about that soon. And, um, you know, you're obviously going to be involved as much as you can. But, um, yeah, soon I just want to, um, you know, continue to grow the game, especially in this area. Um, and I, I know that I have a good group of, of coaches that are going to be, you know, at these camps and, and going to give um, great knowledge about the game. And, we're gonna have a lot of fun so i'm hoping to start that up in 2018 so to be continued on yeah that. and p- people want to find out more twitter instagram all that kind of stuff Absolutely. website yeah they can go on the website um that should be up in the next you know month the website will be up or the announcement no, no okay. the website's up okay. but announcements and your website and is allikrieger.com easy enough mm-hmm. and you're on twitter and instagram at allikrieger yes. too so people can yes can follow we got you all there. that switched this year just to, very, to make sure everything's very connected. convenient yeah. uh all right anything else that's it for me. That's it. All right. That's it for me. Uh, do you have anything else you'd like to say to everybody? Or are you ready to go work out? No, now? thank you guys. <laughs> I I don't know. I can't wait to see you guys at a game in the near future. Let's do it. We will do that. Uh, Goosh, thanks for thanks for stopping by. For Chris and Allie and Gooch, I'm Craig Hoffman. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week for our year-end special here on The Train with the Best Podcast. <laughs>